Wick, I have to be honest with you. What'd you do? It's not what I did. It's what you need to know about me. Okay. See, see how my nose is all messed up? Yeah. You know, it's like... <clears throat> it's all off kilter. Like, you have one nostril that's yeah, cocaine-ridden and the other one that <laughs> you couldn't squeeze an ant into. Well, that's a result from an injury when I was a kid. I'm getting tackled on concrete playing football. That's a good place to play football. But uh, there's something I need to show you, and it's something I haven't shared with a lot of people. Just, all right. All right. All right. Watch what I can do with my nose. Ready? Uh-huh. That is the grossest thing I have ever seen. I just had to get that off my chest. <laughs> need to get it off your face. Didn't climb Everest with a poorly spray tan man. Sad thing is, I'll probably do it again. That is, try to speak with cold treats in their mouth. Well, that's right. It's the Orange Sherpa Show. Here's Mick and Wick. Welcome to the Orange Sherpa Show. I'm Mick. I'm Wick. And we're having a blast. <laughs> For those of you wanting to know what the heck happened at the start of the show, I uh, I can reset my nose. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't see what you did. He popped his nose like a like a Watch. knee. Watch. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, I think my Skype, my my Skype almost disconnected. When we were kids, we used to put our fingernails underneath our our teeth, yep. and we crack it. I thought you were faking it, but I am. It's just a, uh, it's just pasta in my mouth. Oh come on! I thought you had a fucked up nose. <laughs> no, it's it's, it's a joke. I'm just chewing on pasta while I did it. <laughs> Had me fooled. Yeah, I'll have to put a picture up so people can see how screwed up my nose is to make that seem believable. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, we are we are very fortunate here at uh, the Orange Sherpa Show. Not only to be doing the show, and by the way, you can catch us in a lot of avenues. You can catch us online at orangesherpashow.com. Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio's kicking some serious butt. Doesn't require uh, Wi-Fi or cell connection That's right. to be able to listen. And as well uh, on iTunes. iTunes, that's right. We yeah. have the Android app out. Well, there's the Android. You, yeah, you like the Android. I app. do because I can just push a button and I don't have to. And you have an Android. And I have an Android. Yeah. Yes. No, it's pretty convenient. There's a lot of ways. We made sure that if you can get it in any way possible, because we really want you to enjoy it. We have a blast doing it. And if you're loving what you're hearing, please uh, rate us and review us. Do it. Yeah, we're lucky here tonight on the Orange Sherpa Show. We are. We've got an awesome guest. He's a he's a buddy of mine. I've known him for years, and uh, he he willingly and I don't know if he knows what he's gotten himself into. But he willingly agreed to be a part of uh, the Orange Sherpa show. It's my good friend Taraslos, actor and comedian. How are you, my my friend? I'm good, man. I uh, you know I I just got back from Vegas uh, with my girlfriend. Had a good time out there with a bunch of friends. Uh, I'm, I'm you know you know I'm in New York now, and I'm just trying to trying to chip away uh, and get get into the city. There's so many people out here. There's as many people as there are cockroaches and rats. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> As long as you're not competing with the cockroaches and rats. Yeah, well, sometimes I feel like when I'm standing in line for an audition, there's a bunch of cockroaches in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, man, you have you've had an you've been on a lot of, of programs on, on television, and you, you've been in, in film. But uh, just to give you an idea of uh, where you can find Taras, uh, he's he's appeared on uh, According to Jim on that television show when it was. Uh, how many seasons did that run? That show ran for uh, eight Ten? seasons. Eight. Eight seasons, yeah. 
You were on a number of episodes of that. I was. When I first started out, I was uh, doing background work because I just moved out to California. And you know Larry. Larry's a mutual friend of ours, Larry yeah. Campbell. He was on the show, and, and uh, he tried to get as many friends as possible as he could get to work. And, you know, the first time I went up there, I got, I just, uh, Jim Belushi was nice enough to just cast me as Pizza Guy. <laughs> pizza That's a guy. title, man. I like it. How do you yeah. get into that character? Become a drummer. You just, oh, you put on a you pizza. You cut a hole in the box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and pretend that there's pizza in it. <laughs> Uh, but I, and he improvised with me, and I, I wasn't ready for it. So as soon as he started improvising with me, I, 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 and the director yelled cut, and he goes, you weren't ready for that, were you? I said, no, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but that led to more, man. It did lead to more. I had a couple other ones. You know, like I had a best friend, and then I had, uh, uh, what was the other one? I can't remember what the other one was. And then my favorite one was the pizza guy. Not the pizza guy, the uh, uh Guy sleeping on an airplane. I was being this. I was doing stand-in work for Larry for the last couple of seasons. Actually, it was a season and a half. And uh, uh, Jim needed somebody to sit down in an airplane scene, and he called me in. Uh, he says, "Come on, sit in as an you know as an extra. We need an extra body in here." So we just started messing around, and uh, Courtney Thornsmith was supposed to be next to me, but she was out because I think she was pregnant at the time. And so they have this makeout scene in front of me. Uh, and I, I stop him and I say, look, look, dude, if you need the seat, I'll let you have it for a hundred bucks. And uh, he say, that's pretty good. Let's uh, uh, let, let's call the, the writers in. And they called the writers and he wanted to add a line. And then he had this Rolodex of people that he wanted to bring in for the for the role. He was always trying to get people to, to get work as well. Oh, that's awesome. But in the end, he gave it to me. And, you know, he was very big hearted. Whenever he could get somebody a role, it was really fun and I turned into this sleeping guy, and it was the button of the of the end of that show, and you know, it was a lot of fun to do. That's really cool, you know, and that's yeah. something that people need to know about uh, about uh, Jim Belushi is that he's people love to pick on him, they love to write him and uh, give him a hard time, and yeah. for you know the television shows he's been a part of, but very few people know about the the kind heartedness of him. Oh yeah, I mean because you know people hear what they want to hear, and you know. They're going to see what they're going to want to see. But he comes across that a lot of people want to want to shake his hand. You know what I mean? I mean, he's really well known for, I mean, you know, most of the time you'll hear all these stories about, ah, you know, he's living in the shadow of his brother. But he's built his own career. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, was, he was always he was always nice enough to give, 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 uh, give where somebody wanted something, you know, and. Uh, you know, it. You know, you get a chance to meet these people. It's 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 a lot of fun. Like I was got a chance to work on Twenty Four with Kiefer Sutherland. That was oh, a fun. Oh yeah. Thing. That was the first thing that I actually got a chance to do when I was out in L.A., and that was fascinating because I remember when I first auditioned for that, they brought me into the callback that same day, right in front of the creator. Oh wow. And uh, I was supposed to fly out to Hawaii for uh, friends. Uh, I think it was like a thirty fifth birthday party or something and I had the tickets and my manager said don't go because you're on hold I said oh, what does that mean I don't know what that means what do you mean I'm hold <laughs> just call me they, they want you you're at the top of the list but there's other people and I said well I don't I, I got this ticket I got to go to Hawaii you know and you know everybody left and I stayed behind and he calls me the next day says okay you got the role go to Hawaii I said I already gave the ticket away how am I supposed to fly to Hawaii but I ended up doing both. <laughs> he couldn't call you while you're in Hawaii? They don't have phones there? 
Well, what you, get on another plane? you can't get on another plane and fly to Hawaii. He he didn't know when they were going to shoot. Uh, that was the thing. But what was it like working with uh, with Kiefer Sutherland? Because that was a very. I mean, you were face to face. This was uh, face to face. Yeah, I got a chance to. The original scene was a four page scene, and as I kept getting new scripts, it kept getting less and less. It turned into a two page scene. And it, and it was in, supposed to be in three different locations. This is the fascinating thing about Hollywood and getting cast in something. So it ended up being, being two pages, and then the last script, it ended up being two lines on one page. <laughs> <laughs> really whittling it down there. What are they, what are they editing for Twitter? <laughs> and so, so he walks in, and he's supposed to ask me what my name is, but he already knows that it's Chavensky. So he walks, Kiefer Sutherland walks into the room with the director where I'm sitting. And he says, uh, he says, listen, I come in here and this is already understood. So we need to, we don't need this. We could cut this line. I said, oh, great. So now I'm going to have one line, which is, I don't know what you're talking about, which was said with a really <laughs> thick Russian accent. And, and as soon as he said, we need to cut this line, he turns to me and says, oh, hey, I'm Kiefer Sutherland, by the way. I said, oh, hey, nice to meet you. And uh, you know, it's just funny for him to introduce himself after after he's ready to cut my line. And then, and then they wanted to put it, put it. They wanted to give me a stuntman because Kiefer's supposed to punch me in the guts and stuff in the stomach. And they ended up. I said, I, I'll do it. It's not that big of a deal. So they ended up patting me up, and uh, so I'm about thirty pounds heavier. Already, the camera adds ten pounds, so now I'm forty pounds overweight. And uh, oh, me too. It was the funniest part of all that when my friend saw the show. The first thing they did was they, when they emailed me because they saw that when I take it because in in that in that episode Chavensky takes a cyanide tablet. Yeah. They said, "Hey man, great work. What was it like to have Kiefer Sutherland's fingers in your mouth?" These are my high school buddies. <laughs> you gotta suck on Kiefer Sutherland's fingers. He's trying to fish. He's trying to fish the what's it called the the the, the pill out of my mouth, and I'm sitting here pretending to be dead. My eyes are closed. I'm supposed to be stiff. And all I could smell is the cigarette that he just had outside. <laughs> it's nuts. Well, you've, it, it's been interesting, man. Your journey with acting has been interesting. Uh, and uh, in film, you got some stuff that, uh, that you, you've done recently that isn't yet out. Yeah, I did. I did a, um, there's a film with uh, Benicio Del Toro out right now called uh, Jimmy P. The Psychotherapy of a Plains Indian. That's um, a long title. Yeah, it was originally called Jimmy Picard, and it's about a Native American who goes off to fight for, uh, I believe it's uh, in the Korean War, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. Um, and he comes back, and he has uh, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Right. And I actually played a nurse, and it was really nice to work with him. It was really a, really a pleasure working with him. The guy's really just tip-top. He plays crazy really well. Yeah, he yeah, doesn't yeah. come off that way at all. He just got this really unique look that, unfortunately, looks gives crazy. You a, not for <laughs> unfortunately, fortunately, he's been getting a lot of work as a crazy guy. But I, I want to know though, um, when it, when it comes to to Hollywood and, and everybody you've worked with, what's the one thing people who don't know Hollywood? What's the, the one of the weird things that you see that that recurs when you when you get around that uh, that environment of of filming? Uh. There's a lot of uh, bizarre. Uh, ha have have we met? They'll walk up to you. And go, 
have we worked before? Have we worked together in something before? I said, no, no. You look familiar. So this, said, that's really, they're wanting to know I, if you're important to pay attention yeah, to. That's what it comes off as. Yeah, people want to know if you're important, and that's kind of what the in and around Hollywood is like. But I lived in the South Bay, and the South Bay was really chill and relaxed, and uh, it was in the beach cities, and people. It was like living in a different section of of, of Los Angeles. Um, so I really didn't get a lot of that, but I did get those. You know. Do I know you from somewhere? I don't know. Did you see Kiefer Sutherland's fingers in my mouth? <laughs> and there's a lot of crazy people in Hollywood. A lot of crazies. Yeah. Well, they. I guess they turn off the crazy when the camera turns on. I took my picture well, with Chucky. That was crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like this guy that I was try- trying to tell you about, this guy that I, I call Fat Hamlet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this guy, we were doing a play at the Tamarind Theater. Uh, and it was right around the neighborhood of Franklin and Gower. Gower. We're right across the street from the Church of Scientology, that big-ass church where all the, you know, yeah. Hollywood, a lot of Hollywood celebrities go there. And, uh, you know, it looked like a big zombie building, like a big zombie factory. And uh, <laughs> That's exactly was, what it is. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. And back then it was overrun by what we call hipsters nowadays, you know. Uh, you know the, these hipsters. It's like they drink Budweiser and they and they wax their mustaches to look like Raleigh fingers from way back when. <laughs> and they wear these black socks and pulled up with shorts. And back then, I mean, you know, I can say this because I'm part Polish, but that's what we used to call call a Polak. But nowadays, you call them hipsters. <laughs> so this guy, this guy Francesco Vitali, this guy, I love it. This guy from Greece, he comes in and he wants to do Hamlet. And I auditioned for it. I auditioned for the the role of Claudius, the guy who actually ends up killing Hamlet's father, and the ghost. So I got cast as the ghost, and I was understudying Claudius. Now, instead of having a budget to pay the actors, this guy put $300,000 into advertising a play. Wow. And he put his face on billboards. He put his face on the side of a Sunset Boulevard bus, <laughs> holding up a skull of Yorick. And it's just him just kind of trying to French kiss the skull. <laughs> and the thing about it was, he wasn't that Hamlet. He was that Hamlet 35 pounds ago. So when I showed up to meet him, I go, well, wait a minute, who's the guy in the billboard? Because you got about 35, 40 pounds on you. I don't think that's the same person. Those people are going to want to see that handsome devil. Who are you? And this guy had the thickest Greek accent in the world. <laughs> And he wouldn't be able to, he couldn't memorize his lines. We had one guy who came in and stepped in for him during the understudy one day. He was understudying Hamlet because Francesco had to go get these rings because he was somebody who was renting him some rings, Gucci rings, and he was going to have the cast look really sharp. So he was off to. <laughs> Nothing says Hamlet more than having the Guido appeal. And, 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 uh, and we plugged this, Ham, this guy Hamlet, all of a sudden we have a play. And one day we were rehearsing, and you know there's that famous speech, the speak the speech I pray you. He speaks to the actors when they come into the court. So it's such a beautiful speech, and he can't get the lines down. So he's up there stumbling, and we're all sitting there in the, in the, in the audience just watching him try and do the speech. He's like, speak the speech I pray you. He's like, pronounce it to you trippingly on the town. <laughs> How did it so many other players? And then he stops. And he talks to Aaron, who's the director, this British director. And he says, Aaron, Aaron, could we cut this speech, please? 
uh, famous speeches, you lazy fat Hamlet. <laughs> it turned not... into a fiasco, man. We opened on a Friday, we closed on a Saturday. <laughs> the next day, Ellie <laughs> gave the five act structured review just like hamlet is written in five acts the la weekly ripped him a new asshole but they only call only called the cast guilty by association because we were actually very good man not so good so he he, he fronts three hundred thousand dollars and then gets to destroy a beautiful play oh my god he destroyed it i mean and and at the time george clooney and his partner his business partner they were filming some sort of hbo show uh, about actors trying to make it in Hollywood. Oh no! So they wanted to use our production and plug their Ophelia into our production because we've already got a steady production going. So they were just going to plug this girl in who's been rehearsing Ophelia and put her in the play. And Francesco says, "That's fine, but I have to be featured in this show." <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We've got to do something with this. We've got to do something with this. You got a song? We've got to do something with this. Oh. Oh. I always envisioned my life on a big billboard on sunset. Boulevard. I can imagine myself caressing a skull with my tongue out, trying to put it in that skull's mouth hole. But how do I achieve this grand success? I will take the play of Hamlet. Yes. I will spend $300,000 on this advertising that will help fulfill my dreams. Just a young Greek boy with aspirations of a huge ego. I am just a young Greek boy who looked thinner 35 pounds ago. And that's the advertising that I will use. Those are the pictures on my Facebook page. They're not the ones of me this very day. Because, well, I'm just too fat, they say. So I'll butcher a play, famous line from Hamlet, and I'll turn to Aaron and say, Aaron, can't we remove speech from play today? No! Because I'm just a Greek boy with bigger dreams to make my ego as large as it can be. Ripped by the critics in a five-play act. Five-act play. Five-act play? I learned English when I was too old. Because I'm Greek, don't you know? Opa! (laughs) Opa! (laughs) That's right. It's Fat Hamlet. Fat Hamlet. Fat Hamlet. The Orange Sherpa Show is online at orangesherpashow.com. Now back to Mick and Wick. Well, welcome back to the Orange Sherpa Show. I'm Wick. I am Mick. You can uh, make sure you download us there on the old uh, 
app stores and the whatnot. Yeah, Stitcher's on in all the app stores. Yeah, we're yeah. on Vine, which is we are. You you can catch us slapping the shit out of each other on Vine if you want. <laughs> we we haven't slapped one another in a while. No, no, <laughs> it's better that way. It is. My my sideburns pad it. And oh, you got mutton chops. It's hard to see them. He does. He does. We have Taras yeah. Lowe sticking around with us here on the Orange Sherpa Show. Thanks for hanging around, buddy. I grew him myself. Goose Gossage. Yeah, I'm going for the Martin Van Buren. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking it back old school. Real old school. I want to see you with one of those, uh, I don't know what those, I don't know the style. I, want, I just shirt. want to get one of those old-timey photos taken somewhere. Yeah. I want to go to Bush Gardens and spend 30 bucks to get in and have a $10 picture taken of myself. That, and a yeah. suit with a whiskey bottle. And $200 in gas there and back. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be one expensive photo. <laughs> so what do you got, man? You got uh, Oh, these, I've got, got some, some lines crazy here. News oh, my stories. goodness. So uh, Kim Jong-un, we're all familiar with that guy, right? That that yeah. crazy ass in North Korea. The, the spawn of ill. <clears throat> That's the spawn of ill. He uh, he had his, one of his ex-girlfriends shot by firing squad. Uh, she was... <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Her, her and like a dozen other people performers that are really well known in North Korea were rounded up um, August 20th and executed uh, for for violating the North Korea laws against pornography. Apparently this girl and somebody else taped themselves having sex and were selling the tapes, which are available in China. If you're wondering, you can get <laughs> copies in China. Oh Will you post the website later on after the show? I, I haven't found the tapes, but uh, I'm sure they're out there. And yeah, uh, the others get, get the tapes when you get the Pepsi Cheetos. That's right. I'll get I'll get the the, the little Korean porn and the Pepsi Cheetos. Did you ever send a message to that guy? We'll trade him a song for a bag of Pepsi Cheetos. No, but I should. I'll. I'll I'll write a note and I'll make sure I do so, that later. So apparent this is all because this, yeah, this is all because they were Kim Jong Un was jealous that he wasn't getting it from that girl like he used to. I guess. Well, he's married now, so they, there's been rumors that they were having an affair anyway. What if it was the wife who ordered this? What if it was could have been Oons, because Poon they worked in the now. same orchestra. You like that? Do you like that? Un's Poon now. Un's current Poon. Un's current Poon. Well, they did work together in the orchestra. Axed the old Poon. The ex-poon and the new poon of un worked in the orchestra <laughs> together so it could have very well been but some of them allegedly had bibles on them so they were treated as political dissidents their families I... were rounded up put in front of the firing squad as these people stand there their families watch and then their families are sent to prison camps for the guilty by association law oh my god that's insane. He gets to do Oon, whatever he wants. It's the craziest wait a minute, thing. Wait a minute. Wasn't Un supposed to be the saner of the uh, the uh, that, that ill clan? That's not saying much. Saner is uh, not well, saying. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so Un had his poon executed. Yes. Yeah. Down with the poon. Yeah, Un's, with- Un's new poon probably was jealous of the old poon, so... So the Un poon circle just kept going. Yeah, it's a Un poon circuitous path of doom. <laughs> <laughs> the the oon poon doom. <laughs> oon poon doom. Don't be don't be oon's poon. You're doing not to be confused with uh, Kung Pao. We got it made here in this country, man. We got it made. That would never fly here. No. <laughs> Good lord. Fly. There's probably somebody out there who happened to just get internet, happened upon this story, is like, you can do, you can get rid of an ex like that. <laughs> yeah, it's legal. I bet you he was watching the VMA awards and. Applauding Miley Cyrus while he was trying to kill his ex girlfriend. <laughs> I, I believe you're right. 
I could see him laughing and enjoying it. Oh, I even though that. the whole time he was, the whole time this assassination was going on, this firing squad, he was singing the lyrics. I, I can do what I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Dennis Rodman is going to want to go back there now. Oh, oh. yeah, the uh, yeah the basketball diplomacy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lord. Hey, Kim, what's with you shooting off that poon, Kim? Not cool, dude. <laughs> Come on, Kim. You could have saved them slopping seconds for me. Not many chicks want to see an old tatted up washer basketball player naked. Maybe your old poon would, but I'll never know. <laughs> Come on, Kim. Dennis Rodman sound like the dumbest you've seen ever. He is. Anybody that thinks you can sit down and be, you know, treated royally by Kim Jong Un and think you're actually going to achieve some sort of diplomatic, you the know, victory? The ambassador for for North Korea. <laughs> and you know what Kim Jong Un's thinking the whole time? Oh, he Dennis Rodman. He Dennis Rodman. He no Obama. Maybe I talk to Dennis Rodman. He give me in good with Obama. Everybody loved oh. <laughs> you sound like his dad. Well, from the movie. From the movie. <laughs> That's all we have to go on. That's it. We don't actually ever hear them speak. All you hear is you just hear some horrible, you know, English translator. The Royal Republic of China really agree with everything going on because the uh, Republic of North Korea, very great country to share uh, wife and liberty with everybody here in uh, the G20. And you know, nobody's you know, stopping. They, they sound like the most, they sound like they're, they're, they're hogtied while they're doing the translating. Yeah. Um, we're getting off track. You've got other <laughs> stories to share. I do. They found the first gray wolf in Kentucky for 150 years. They found wow. a gray wolf. They did. Was it was it hanging out next to Liam Neeson? No, a uh, guy thought it was a coyote and shot it. <laughs> oh no! He was in the woods in March. Just, uh, he actually killed. He thought it was a coyote, which are illegal to hunt in Kentucky. Legal, legal to hunt. Uh, you don't. Even, I don't even think you have to have a license to kill a coyote in Kentucky. I think you can just have a gun and kill it. If you can hit it in the head with a brick, you can kill it. So he thought it was a coyote, pulled the trigger, and killed a gray wolf. I can understand this guy seeing something that looks like it's a threat to his chickens or whatever. Yeah. I mean, or maybe he's protecting his moonshine stash. Maybe. Because, you know, dr those, those coyotes can get drunk and crazy. That's right. So, I don't know. Maybe he just shoots it and doesn't realize it's a wolf, then finds out. How guilty would you feel? I'd feel terrible. Like, oh. I, First off, I, I would have been in the woods with a gun. In but... Kentucky, I would feel guilty all. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, nobody feels guilty in Kentucky, man. All that damn bourbon. Mm. Yeah, it is good, man. All right, so we're uh, we're killing off poon. We're Kill killing off wolves. wolves. You got something else we're I, gonna kill off? I here? do, I do. Florida, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna kill off Florida. We're not gonna kill Florida, but I'm gonna tell you some more about Florida. Darwinism needs to take effect <laughs> in Florida. I think I think it is. Um, so imagine yourself uh, a cop. And you're cruising by the elementary school, and you see a car parked in the... A uh, Greek cop with a waxed handlebar mustache? If you must. <laughs> no, no, no. A hipster cop? That's right. A hipster cop. Who doesn't want to do speeches? That's right. He just has black frame glasses with no lenses in I'm not telling you I'm pulling you over. Well, this car is already parked, and it's parked in an illegal place in front of an ele elementary school. A man and a woman in the car, and as you approach the car, you see the man try to stash something behind the passenger seat. 
So you pull you pull this guy from the car, right? I mean, that's what a cop would do. Hey, buddy, step um, out of the car, please. Step Let me out of the your car. Hands. Oh, um, how do you know that lady in the car? Uh, what'd you try to put behind the seat? And why is your zipper open? So, as the man being pulled out of the car, how would your answer go? Maybe something like, um, well, that's my stepdaughter. We're having an affair. She's 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 twenty nine, but. We're having an affair. We're we're parked here so that I could give her some of those drugs that I just put behind the seat. Wait a minute. This, this and is I'm what illegally the guy... parked in. Well, I don't know. He didn't actually say okay, all this. Okay, I was going to say. But was... this is what ended up happening. Like, <laughs> no, these are the prescription pills I was trading my stepdaughter for a BJ <laughs> oh, parked God. illegally in front of an elementary school. That's what I'm doing uh, here, sir. Uh... Any other questions? Yeah, so they they uh they took him down. I didn't marry you for your cooking. I married you for your daughter. I don't even want to go there. there that's that's you, bad. Why? What's that, Taras? Why, Woody Allen? Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> At an elementary school? <sighs> really? No, we just checking off the block. You man. just violated like three things that are how right many, on the sign that says no parking. How many moral well, he didn't, and legal? He have a chance to violate his stepdaughter just yet. He violated her mouth. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Good Lord. <sighs> maybe, maybe, maybe she was just shaking hands with it. I don't know. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you. <laughs> Haven't seen you in a while, Pops. That, that's absolutely, that's just horrible. Of all the places, I think that story would have come out of Kentucky. I don't know. Florida is perfect for it. Florida is the state of insanity. Well, what do you expect from a state shaped like a penis? Nothing less. Bunch of dicks. The Orange Sherpa Show is online at orangesherpashow.com and monitored by the NSA on Facebook. Now back to Mick and Wick. Well, thanks for hanging with us here on the Orange Sherpa Show. Don't forget, we're online at orangesherpashow.com. has all the links for you to all the ways you can access it. You can listen to episodes right there. Peruse the collection and uh, leave your, your reviews. Hit the thumbs up on Facebook as well. Feedback's a good thing. We need it. Tell your friends. You know, uh, you see when people go to a therapist, there's uh, crying involved. There's release. There's expressing of emotions. Mm. You know, people go through a lot on their, on their daily uh, walk through life. But every now and then you come across somebody that when they cry, it stops you in your tracks. And uh, Taras, you have this video. Yes. You have this video lined up here. I want you to go ahead and hit play so we can understand the pain this girl's going through, and be compliments of Schadenfreude. Be entertained by her tears. Oh boy. Hey, sorry, I missed your call. Um, I was calling you back to uh, let you know that I I love you and I miss you. <laughs> I just 
want to hear the first one again. I think it's about 14 seconds in. I just want to hear that first one. It's the longest one of the bunch. <laughs> I'm sorry, I missed your call. Um, I was calling you back to uh, let you know that I, I love you and I miss you. Oh, my God. <laughs> they pop up images of a killer whale every time she does it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Orca. I'm, so, I'm tearing up, man. Oh my god! I have heard that like five or six times, and it's funny every time. Oh, that poor girl. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> cry like that that's hilarious <laughs> i want to see that face when it oh. happens oh my uh, god somebody call her back <laughs> uh, i don't know of any ugly criers I, i've never i've seen people on tv but i don't personally know anybody like in my circle of friends that it's like that i know is an ugly crier <laughs> i think robert de niro is a pretty ugly crier <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> I think I've seen him a couple times crying, and he doesn't look too attractive when he cries. <laughs> he just looks like he's trying to make a point. He actually looks like a caricature of himself crying. Oh. Oh, That's boy. about. <laughs> this has been a this has been a fun show today. Yes, it has. Climbing up Everest. Yeah. I concur. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's been so long. <laughs> I can't believe the show is coming to an end. <laughs> Can we harmonize one of those guys? Give me the harmonize a, a cry here. Here we go. <laughs> One, two, three. Parker shows on the Long Island Sound to do that. See if any killer whales will come up. What's going on? You call me? <laughs> oh, wow. Taras, thank you so much. Oh, wow. Everybody, that's uh, Taras Los, uh, actor and comedian. Show. Look for him. Uh, the, the latest movie that's out, you said it's traveling to the festivals. Let's give everybody the name so they can look out for it when it comes oh, to theaters Crave. here. Yeah, Crave. That's another good one with Josh Lawson and Ron Perlman. I play a Russian pimp. Oh, in a, in a, sweet. Hell in a, yeah. In a gold velour outfit. You get a lot of Russian roles. <laughs> yeah, I, you know. Sometimes you gotta stick with what they give you. <laughs> You're not gonna see Benicio del Toro playing Hamlet. <laughs> no, we have Fat Hamlet for that. We have Francesco. Francesco, can we please cut the to be or not to be speech? I can't memorize it. Oh, uh, I was gonna share one more thing with you, but that's, that's probably enough. It's enough. I've I've, I've written I've written Fat Hamlet enough. <laughs> 
We'll take that out of context. <laughs> Everybody, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for uh, listening to the Orange Sherpa Show. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Don't forget, we're on we're online at OrangeSherpaShow.com. Stitcher. And on iTunes. Bye. Yeah, bye Thanks as well. Me. I'm going to slap you when this is over. Fantastic. Have a great one, people. We'll catch you next week. Later.